Hey, it's Dane with Lambo Leap Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We got a win, finally. Very excited about that today. Um, please feel free to, to uh, tweet at us. Follow us on Twitter at Lambo Leap Pod. That's at Lambo Leap Pod, or on Instagram at Lambo Leap Podcast. Uh, we love interacting with folks, and it's been fun to. I know a few people are are listening to to what we're talking about here on this week's episode. We talk about the Packer win. We we talk about some of the uh, position players and and players throughout the team that made a difference in the in the victory. I uh, talk a little bit about special teams, and then we had to talk about our boy Jordy Nelson and the possibility that uh, he could be. Uh, released slash retiring from the Oakland Raiders. Um, as of the the taping of the podcast, we hadn't heard any more, but we're, uh, you might be a little surprised to, to hear that we both would really love to see him back uh, at Lambeau to finish out the season and potentially his career. So thanks again for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at Lambeau Leap P-O-D or on Instagram Lambeau Leap Podcast, or you can email us um, at Lambeau Leap Lambo Leap Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much and enjoy. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You go big, go hard. Welcome to Lambo Leap Podcast. It's Dane and Wags. Wags, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We got a win, huh? Finally, we get to talk about a win. Finally. Uh, those of you who've been listening the last few weeks know that we started up this podcast after, or during the bye week, I should say. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we finally have a win to talk about after almost a month of losing football uh, is, is is pretty exciting. Wags, do we have reason to be optimistic? We're 4-4-1, four, four, and, and a couple games back in the NFC North, but a lot of football left to be played, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers carry this team in the past. What are your first takes after last night's win? We needed the win, um, and we got it, and and it doesn't stop here. You know, it's going to be a, another cu- tough couple of games coming up, um, but uh, could not afford to lose that game. Uh, you know, uh, by no means is the season over if, if the Packers get another loss, mm-hmm. um, but... Any losses that we take from here forward uh, just basically means we have uh, a very go from a very slim margin of error to essentially no margin of error. Run the table, the air. That's I mean <laughs> essentially I you know it, it's not to that point I I'm not gonna lie but mm-hmm. um, but we need to string some wins here to, because um, you never know late in the season if 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 we get another loss so um, you'd like to stretch out. Um, the possibility of that happening and, and not have to have our backs to the wall with a win-out scenario, mm-hmm. um, I think, before, Dece- before December uh, hits uh, uh, the calendar. So um, so definitely, uh, you know, looking at that game, it was exactly what we thought it would be. Um, Dolphins, uh, you know, they hung close, but um, to me that was an overmatched opponent. And it was a little bit... Closer than I'm sure you would have liked Dane for a while, but no uh, comment. We, we, no we, comment. We took care of business, <laughs> and, and that's all that matters. And we saw something I thought out of this Packer team yesterday that we've been hoping for uh, for a long time, and that's uh, somebody other than Aaron Rodgers carrying some of the load, right? I thought that Aaron Jones, the other Aaron. Uh, really, really played well, and and it, what happened last night was something that we've been calling for, and I know a lot of folks in Packer Nation have been hoping for for a long time, and that was frankly McCarthy gave him the damn ball, right? He got over <laughs> 15 
uh, touches in the game, and he made the most of them early, and he made the most of them often. Uh, he had a, a couple miscues there on some false start penalties, but I'll tell you what. I'll take a couple false start penalties from Aaron Jones if it means 100-plus yards rushing and a touchdown. Absolutely. And any week we'll take that. Uh, now the only thing we'll be asking for is McCarthy to give Aaron Jones the ball even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was your take then, going, breaking it down a little bit, going into the, the, the first couple series, Jones looked pretty unstoppable from, from the start. He had a couple strong runs. He had a catch that should have probably been a three-yard catch, and he sprung it into a eight- or nine-yard first down, and he just he looked really tough yesterday. And then after the first couple series, we saw Jamal Williams get a series or two. Did you think that was a mistake? Did you think that it was a good time to, to mix Jamal Williams in? What, what was your read? Well, let me answer the first question and observation. Um, absolutely, Jones, he's just impressive. Even before yesterday, um, he, uh, you know, we've seen he'll make yards out of nothing. Um, so even in some of his runs where he's only gaining two, three yards, mm-hmm. um, where it looks like there's nothing there, um, that makes a huge difference. And now you're taking a lot of pressure off of, uh, of Rodgers on the second and third down. Yeah. Uh, so instead of having um, second and 10, and if you have an incompletion now, it's third and 10. Yeah. Um, you have a more manageable, you know, every yard makes a difference. Um, the the plays are designed, um, as we, we see all the time, um, to go six, seven, eight yards, and then there's going to be some longer routes. So mm-hmm. um, you need to be have multiple options, those quick hitting routes, if they're not there, uh, to have time for the long routes. Um, so uh, when you're in third and 10, that, that just makes makes things a lot harder than even a third and six or third and seven. Even for somebody as great as Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Um, He'll still convert his share. Uh, As far as Williams, I know we were talking a little bit, and it's not universal, but it seems as though the Packers coaches like to rotate their running backs in by series. Mm -hmm. And... um, and, and I'm fine with William. He needs to get carries. Jones can't take all the carries. Um, no doubt about that. Um, I I don't know if it's the best move to be taking Jones out uh, for a full series because when you look at, and maybe it's just circumstantial, but at the same time, when you look at the last few weeks especially, um, the offense has gotten off to a better start in the first quarter than they did that those first five games of the season mm-hmm. and it's been a, a Williams and before Montgomery got uh, traded it was a Williams Montgomery rotation uh, for a series in the second quarter and the offense has sputtered a little bit yeah. um, so I, I I don't know if you have any thoughts on that I, I think what I would just generally observe is I would like to see uh, Jones start series and once once the offense gets a little bit of rhythm in a series uh, I really wouldn't mind seeing them bring Williams in doing some substitutions uh, and I think that gives them uh, the um, offense some some different um, subsets some different looks mm-hmm. to run at the defense as well. Yeah, I so I'll be one of the first to say I've been a Jamal Williams fan. I like him, I and I know you do too. I think that he definitely has a place for himself in this this Green Bay Packer offense. And uh, boy, oh boy, Packer fans, we finally have some running backs, which which is uh, is new for us, I think, over the course of the last couple of years. Um, but but I'm with you. I, I get a little I get a little frustrated, I suppose, at times uh, when you see Jamal Williams after after Aaron Jones is off to such a hot start and he dominates carries for a series or two there. I do think that his role is probably best served between the 20s. He seems like the kind of back, and of course, you know, that that's not a hard and fast rule, but I, I do I see him as the kind of back uh, that's improving in pass protection, the kind of back that isn't afraid to to run over a guy in between the tackles as you're getting closer to the goal line. And um, and I, I'd like to just see him maybe mix in a little bit more there, which allows Aaron Jones then free reign uh, across the field. Because as we saw yesterday with that 67-yard run, that kid can take it to the house from anywhere on the field. Absolutely. And, and I was going to say, to some extent, 
Jones's biggest advantage and and um, what he brings is somewhat negated a little bit more when you get down into the uh, red zone because he's got such great burst into the hole and and be able to get to that second level and and perhaps make someone miss that's going to be that's always much more challenging uh, as you get down to the red zone field shortens uh, and uh, you're not going to have as much spacing uh, to to get through to that next level Um, the other thing is is Williams at this point anyway um, seems to be a little bit more reliable out of the as a receiver and a blocker out of the backfield. Hey, and, um, and Jones did have a, a tough early game drop there, which I thought was glaring. Obviously, we forgot about it quick when sure. he starts tearing no. up the field, but it's fair to, to point that out. Things happen, but I, I guess where I was going with that is uh, that that skill set does seem to be a little bit more suitable for red zone as well, mm-hmm. um, given that you know you might uh, see um, some more check down. Um, um, slash, you know, um, uh, trying to, to hit that running back uh, for a swing pass uh, when you're down in the red zone just to get any extra yard you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I prefer Williams in that role for that reason. Not to take touchdown uh, opportunities away from Jones, but right. listen, this isn't fantasy football. That's right. We're trying to <laughs> we're win talking, games, We're right? talking about Packers <laughs> winning games. So that's, right. uh, so, uh, that's, that's just uh, uh, my general feeling on that. Um, Dane, a, a couple of other offensive notes. Yeah. Um, I, I was really pleased to finally see some misdirection uh, opportunities uh, from our secondary uh, tight end options. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we saw that uh, big third down catch uh, for Mercedes Lewis. We, we saw sighting. Finally. <laughs> it's a Mercedes Lewis sighting. Not surprisingly, finally. wide open. Yeah. So w- w- my question is, why has it taken so long, first of all? <laughs> well, and can we see a little bit more of that going forward? Kendricks was also uh, targeted a couple of times yesterday as yeah, well. I have so much to say about outside of the running backs. I think that the running back game really dominated the play yesterday and is going to dominate the focus of talk over the next couple days going into a short week matchup with the Seahawks. Uh, But I thought, first of all, the offensive line, let's start with them. They were making holes for Aaron Jones as well. So I was really excited to see those guys play uh, to to a a pretty high level. No injuries that I'm aware of outside of Byron Bell gutting it out in the game. Uh, We saw him. I got to highlight that early on here, holding on to his hand the way he was. It looked like he was um, in a ton of pain, but he still was able to kind of to, to, to gut that one out. So I was really excited to see that. Um, the tight ends, though, uh, also I thought played a, uh, a, a a fair amount yesterday. You're right. Kendricks had, a, if, I, if I remember correctly, he had a nice um, one to move the chains, but that Mercedes Lewis play was the one that really stuck out to me. We were using that third tight end in the passing game. And, I mean, shoot, that guy's been playing football in the NFL for a real long time. He has soft hands. We know that. He might not be the fastest guy. He kind of looked like a, a left tackle rumbling with the ball once he was going down the field with it. Um, but he's physical. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. And then yesterday, finally, 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 us Packer fans were able to see what he can bring to the table in the passing game. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we can only hope that we get to see a little bit more of that moving forward, uh, especially as uh, right around the third quarter yesterday, it started feeling like a frustration of mm-hmm. uh, third down, and then when we went for it on fourth down, um, those sh- short yardage down and distance situations yeah. where it quite honestly should be just about automatic that we're moving the chains Mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like it's been too automatic for us uh, so far this year no and we we tweeted about it yesterday uh these long developing plays um it, it it's driving me it still drives me nuts i thought that uh, as i said a moment ago the offensive line overall had a really solid game they did give up two sacks both of those sacks were killers uh and, and as far as timing was concerned uh with down in distance and, and the timing of the game where they happen and that needs to get cleaned up uh, but I, I can't blame the offensive line when they're trying to block NFL pass rushers for four and five seconds on third and fourth down. Can you? No, that's the problem. Yeah. We need to be able to get rid of the football quickly. And that's, I'm sorry, that's not a criticism of Rodgers. No. Um, you know, you, I, I rewound, rewound some of those plays and, um, 
we had multiple receivers running post patterns or go routes on <laughs> third and fourth uh, and short. Yeah. And not to mention on one of those sacks, uh, it was given up because we had Jimmy Graham staying in to block uh, on fourth and two. That was about the time that I uh, I needed to bury my head in the pillows for a couple minutes. And, and you mentioned how good of a blocker Mercedes Lewis is. Yeah. If we're going to have a tight end staying to block, why is, <laughs> is Jimmy Graham, who's supposed to be one of our big targets and quite honestly fourth and two yeah he's not going out for a passing route yeah. is that just utter um you know it's, it's, it's completely right? yeah, yeah. I, I just i i have, I have words for it that i'm not <laughs> going to say right now i just could not believe it um but yeah that's that's just uh, that just cannot happen. No. The the coaches need to make sure that they have a better feel for what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but I'll tell you what, Wags. Um, e- even with some tough play calling that that seems to continue to plague us from time to time in these games, um, Devonte Adams is the real deal. What two ta- two touchdowns again yesterday? Is he leading the NFL in touchdown receptions? Is that what I'm reading? I, so he's been just incredible and. Quite honestly, I, I thought that um, he probably could have had a third. <laughs> I, I think it looked like he had uh, his man beat on a couple of throws, and, and he and Roger just weren't quite on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure what that's about. I, I know some some of our fellow Packer fans are a little bit frustrated <laughs> with, with some of those uh, throws. I, I, I Listen, um, De- yeah, Devontae's been just fantastic. And as far as you know, Rodgers and his accuracy. That talk about asinine. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, fellow Packer <laughs> fans, but I'm not even gonna go there. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. Um, I, I think what it really comes down to is we started off the year um, with um, a new tight end working Jimmy Graham yep. into the mix. Uh, Mercedes Lewis too. I mean, I know he's only been targeted, uh, you know, a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, Rodgers' main security blanket is uh, Randall Cobb, um, and even Adriano Mo Allison, they've got a, a good connection. And those two guys have been hurt. Yep. Um, so now you're mixing in these young guys, and I, I definitely believe it's not hard to say we're going to be better off in the long run yeah. uh, based I on agree. what we're getting from those guys. But at the same time, um, let's just acknowledge that we were going to have some bumps in the road uh, trying to mix those young guys in. Yeah, no matter how talented Marquez Van, uh, Valdez-Scantling is, and he is that talented, um, he is a rookie this year, uh, late-round rookie at that. And yesterday, my stat of the day, we talked about it right before we uh, started recording here, uh, Valdez-Scantling, MVS, had 54 snaps yesterday. He actually out-snapped Devontae Adams by a snap. So, yeah, we are going to have some bumps in the road, right? But I do think when you watch MVS play, uh, I, I would argue he's really become our second wide receiver option after Devontae Adams in this offense. Um, not to take away from Jimmy Graham, certainly. Not to take away from Randall Cobb, who uh, had a huge first game of the season and definitely picks a spots with some big games but mvs seems to be this reliable target and he sure as heck has earned aaron Rodgers trust i i agree and um that's not i agree it's definitely not a knock on those other guys no. i mean sure he took advantage of a couple of injuries um but um i don't look at that the fact that he is uh, the number two target as a negative no. i think as a positive awesome. by any stretch of the imagination the way that he stepped up and the way that he's playing right now mm-hmm. um I mean, that's just going to be a huge, I think, in the second half of the season. So um, could look to continue to see uh, progress uh, from him and, and St. Brown as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, quieter yesterday, but um, but I, I think he's, uh, you know, uh, making his own, um, coming into his own a little bit here as well. Absolutely. And uh, we'll get to another name of a uh, receiver in a little bit here. But first, let's talk about our defense yesterday. Uh, our defense uh, was was I thought at times really good. Uh, was really excited to see some of the pass rush uh, continue on, especially with some names of guys. They're not the normal guys you're hearing about. It's not all Clay Matthews and it's not all Nick Perry. It's Ky- Kyler Fackrell and it's it's um, it's uh, we've got Reggie Gilbert in the mix again and, and doing some of that. So I have been 
critical of Fackrell for a very long time. Uh, not <laughs> don't necessarily say. on this podcast, but in life. He has driven me nuts, but he's making me eat some crow this season. So do you think, Wags, do you think that uh, this is Fackrell uh, progressing as an NFL player? Do you think that this is scheme, that the defensive scheme is allowing for him to uh, create and make plays? Or do you think it's a little bit of both? I think it's just him progressing as a player. I, I don't think on defensively, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to uh, stay sound to your assignments and make your reads, um, but he's reacting and making plays. Uh, so I, I firmly believe that as a defensive player, uh, it's it's about, you know, closing and, and making plays. Um, you know, you can make a, a poor read or, or not – uh, stay sound and, and sometimes mm-hmm. you guess your way into making plays on the defensive side of the ball. It usually doesn't work that way offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, not to take anything away. Maybe he is just a good fit and he's he's sure. clicking with his uh, new defensive coaches. Um, so uh, not to say that's not a possibility, but um, I, I believe this is his fourth season on the team. Um, his third or fourth season. Uh, so I, yeah, it seems like he's coming along. I, I you know He's not a Pro Bowl player by any means. <laughs> But um, let's not get it carried away. But at the same time, uh, that's what you need. You need guys to come out there and make plays. He's earning um, a spot. Right? We had a Montrevious Adams sighting oh. yesterday. Hey, I, I, yeah, how about it? I mean, these guys, we've got guys coming in and, yes. and, and making plays. Um, I, I mean, we've got this Evans kid. Um, mm-hmm. Tony Brown has been kind of in our sights a, a couple of times in, yeah. in, in the past few weeks. But he, you know, he made some plays yesterday, and too. He, and, he, and he had to step up, right? Uh, they or Late in the game there, you look across the field you've got you've got uh, Raven Green who had a monster game for an undrafted free agent uh, we we saw the release to Whitehead earlier in the week and Raven Green absolutely stepped up in a way that I definitely didn't see coming uh, with a just didn't know too much about him outside of what we saw from him in camp so to see him flying around the field um, had an interception in his sights that uh, that wasn't caught but was still in the position to break that pass up, had a sack, had a, a fake punt. Um, did just I thought played really really well there. And you're right, Tony Brown stepped up and played some some meaningful snaps uh, late in the game with uh, with uh, Jair Alexander getting a little banged up. And we should also highlight I think Breland. Uh, welcome to the team, man. After uh, I thought a pretty rusty week, first week back against the Patriots, there were a couple. Uh, he was kind of tugging on those receivers week one. You could tell he was trying to get his footing back. But I really thought he brought good energy. Obviously had a uh, an interception that that highlighted his day. But uh, across the field, it looked like he was running around a little bit, and he might be a sneaky signing uh, that that Goot had this year. No? Yeah, I agree. He definitely was a little bit rusty. Maybe just was kind of playing himself back into game shape a mm-hmm. little bit um uh, you know um, uh, perhaps kind of just uh, getting a read and feel for the defense um but you had to get him out there sooner or later and um i, I you know he certainly didn't cost us the game against the patriots no, no. so uh so uh, you know um um so yeah he he was, was very solid yesterday agreed love to see that he uh, made a play got uh, got that interception yeah. um yeah, I, I I was pleased by the defense. Uh, you know, maybe we would have liked to see uh, a couple more stops early in the game, mm-hmm. um, giving up some chunk yardage. But listen, um, their scheme is designed to take away the big plays in the passing game. Um, that's what um, that's what uh, Patton came in and said he was going to do from day one, mm-hmm. and that's what they did yesterday. Um, the Dolphins moved the ball down the field. Uh, they didn't get touchdowns. They got field goals. Um, I would argue argue that, uh, you know, the defense really only held them to six points, mm-hmm. uh, given that we, for some reason, decided to go for it on fourth down from midfield, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, the, the fumble by Tremont Williams. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we can't really ask anything more from the defense. Uh, that Dolphins offense was not good. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. Everybody's loving uh, Frank Gore, but it's like, come on. There's <laughs> uh, there, right. there, there was no reason to really fear them at all. I'm glad that the defense took care of business You're, yesterday. You know, I, I, I totally agree. And it's, you know, it's been fun to watch over the last couple of weeks, uh, especially this last week. And everything's a little easier with, uh, with a win. But I thought Josh Jones is playing 
uh, a little bit of safety, a lot of middle linebacker. He's playing that second middle linebacker spot. Uh, we've got to highlight Blake Martinez playing every single snap this last week. How important is that guy to this defense? He is a tackle machine. He's huge. Um, I was surprised actually that he was able to play the whole game given some of the reports on the severity of that ankle injury mm-hmm. it was very very limited if he i don't know how much he practiced if if at all to, uh, barely mm-hmm. I, you know certainly he went through some practices or he wouldn't have played but um but you know how that is it's not necessarily you know getting any contact or doing much if anything yep. um so um yeah he didn't look too hampered at all i'm sure he's a little sore but get some treatment and get back out there this week hopefully um yeah yeah i i was very pleased overall um got some young guys uh, mixed in that and and they made some plays uh jones jones looked good um josh jackson had a little bit of a rough game Mm -hmm. yesterday Mm -hmm. Uh, got beat a couple of times i think he missed a couple of tackles but there wasn't anything that struck me as mental um so i i I'm hoping we can attribute that more to a young guy getting some extra snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with Kevin King out this past I, game. Yeah, yeah, so I, 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 I'm not overly concerned about that. Um, maybe that's just kind of, uh, again, something similar to what we saw from Breland mm-hmm. uh, against the Patriots. He didn't get many looks early in the season. So yesterday was really, I think, his his the most meaningful playing time he's had um and then and then as as we mentioned earlier we've got some other guys uh that haven't been playing a lot mm-hmm. coming in uh with Perry going down so uh, I don't know if we'll get any uh, reports on him we were joking about um get him getting injured and getting a club but we're ready for the club leg I think yeah, uh, let's, you know. let's, just, <laughs> let's get a club on him and have him go get six or seven sacks for us I mean <laughs> I, I you know I feel bad even bringing that up but let's be honest club clubbed uh, nick perry is just a super <laughs> superhuman you know yes. thor ragnarok on the Packers. <laughs> well and 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 you you touched on nick perry who uh, i think clearly has been hampered this year he hasn't had the type of year we would be hoping for out of a guy who's making the amount of money he's making at the outline uh, outside linebacker position uh, i think we should also mention uh, Kentrell bryce Going down yesterday, I haven't read any reports about uh, the severity of it, but just judging by his demeanor on the sideline and the fact that he got carted off, I I don't want to make any, uh, uh, you know, uh, judgments on it without actually knowing, but it didn't look good there either. No, um, and I, you have to wonder if there's going to be some concern depth-wise. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it hasn't necessarily shown up yet, um, but okay. after some of the roster moves we've seen in the last couple of weeks, now all of a sudden you elevate some guys in, and and they played well, but if you start having some injuries, now you're, you're not giving yourself – uh, a lot of room there, um, you know, so hopefully, you know, we don't um, go through another injury bug, right. knock on wood, yeah. but, um, well, but yeah, we'll just have to see how that shakes out. And to your point, Wags, we started the season uh, at the safety position with HaHa Clinton-Dix, Kentrell Bryce, and, uh, and uh, Whitehead. None of those three guys, uh, if Bryce is in fact down for a bit here, are going to be on the field next week. It, it, you know, and again, I, I want to say if Bryce is down and just judging by it, it didn't look like it was very good. So now we've got Tremont Williams, who I thought uh, played pretty well from what I could tell yesterday. And then we've got Raven Green, who's playing, played out of his mind. He really did. I thought he had a really fine game. Uh, mixing in there at safety. And then you've got Josh Jones, who has been playing some middle linebacker as well. Um, And that, folks, are your starting safeties for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and the point being was that two of those guys aren't on the team playing because the Packers decided they didn't want their services (laughs) on the team playing. So anytime you make decisions like that, um, you know, maybe it was a good reason for it. And, 
and it needed to be done, but um, you, you can run into some unintended consequences down the road uh, when you are, are um, letting go of some professional football players. That's right. That's right. But I think we can say good energy yesterday. Exciting to see uh, that come out of our defense. Now, let's switch over to special teams. I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to rename our podcast the, uh, the uh, Anti-Ron Zook podcast with this one. All right. So first of all, we're not going to give him any credit for the fact that we converted on a fake punt, are no. we? <laughs> no, I, I, not even a little bit. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I thought it was a questionable decision at best. At I, the time. I mean, I just don't understand what, what the benefit of, of trying to do that was. Wait, uh, we were up already in the game, I thought, by a pretty good margin. 16, it was 28 to 12. I don't point. know why we show our hand with that play. We don't use that now the rest of the season. I didn't know, and I mean, the, the, yeah, it just, it was, it was almost like the Dolphins were so thoroughly outplaying the Packers and special teams <laughs> mm-hmm. that Zook decided that he needed to throw the kitchen sink out there to try mm-hmm. to save his job. Yeah, I, um, I, he I needed would. something positive to happen. <laughs> but it was just such a – okay, great, they made it, but it was just – the risk just was not worth the reward in mm-hmm. that scenario. So I, I really didn't understand that call at all. Me either, and, and again, we gave up a fake, a fake punt um, once again. Uh, yep, we, we gave up a fake punt. What else? Should we go through fumble, all the list of infractions? Punt, fumble punt return. Yeah. Okay, and and we can sit here and say, okay, the players have to execute. Sure. Blah 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 blah. Right. Um, I, I'm sorry, but when there's a lack of discipline and there's things happening every week and it's just general sloppiness. That's right. At a certain point, it's the coaches. Yes, it um, is. And specifically in this case, we're talking of run one Ron Zook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. Listen, special teams at worst should be a net neutral. And when special teams is a negative and costing um, the team chances to win games, we've got a problem. Yes. Yes. We can't uh, be making those stupid mistakes. Um, They even had a a penalty that the... uh, um, <laughs> that was declined by the Dolphins after they made field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, they they could have gotten a, a first down given to them on that if it would have been a shorter yes. down and distance. I, I mean, it, it's just uh, you can't be giving the defense <laughs> or the opposing offense extra possessions no. to to make go down and score more points. Um, the Packers defense just they they played pretty solid, but they're just not designed to be able to withstand uh, those uh, mistakes and. And, and, and actually, the defense has done a pretty good job of masking for most of those mistakes. But uh, you just can't continue to ask them to have to do that. No, and, and be, we'd be remiss not to mention Lucas Patrick on the kick return. Our big boy offensive lineman fielding a kick, which, listen, short kick came into his hands. Got it. But the fact that he felt empowered enough to try to return that thing is inexcusable. I, how many times? No, I, I'm sorry. Do we have to go back to that, to Middleton's <laughs> high school football? Let's, let's, should we go back to that day? Let's go back to that. We could even go. I mean, we could, I, I am speechless. How many times did we drill that in special teams? And right. we didn't. I mean, we didn't. It's not like we practiced for eight hours a day, <laughs> even though it felt like it sometimes. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Think, yeah. Th- yeah. So I, I'm just gonna say that. Um, it is inexplicable. I don't know what is going on that that's not drilled into the players. There's just something that's disconnected mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, something in the communication, in in the um, in what is being um, practiced. I don't know. So it just. Uh, and I, I'm sorry. I, I don't like to be Mr. Negative. Let's fire coaches. I, we, I keep. I feel like I keep repeating that. No, he said it. It's true. But yeah. Zook, Zook has to go. Um, Brutal. Honestly, I, I, I'm just gonna say he'll probably. You know, they're not gonna fire him in the middle of the season. But I'm just gonna go out on a, a limb, and I don't care if it's clean the rest of the way. I, I don't think he's. I, I think. I don't think there's any way he keeps a job at this point. Do you? No, I don't think so. And I think he. They're truly week in and week out. We can point to the infractions. And I, I expect. I, I really do expect once in a while a block in the back on a punt return. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. That's football. Those guys are all out there trying to, 
to to keep a job and to, and to break something open, right? And make a name for themselves. That's yep. what these special teams guys are. They're young guys that are trying to work their way into the offense or the defense. You'll live yeah. with aggressive mistakes. That's right. Mental mistakes, uh, no. And, and it's constant. And we're seeing mental mistakes. We're seeing lack of discipline. And we're seeing, quite frankly, a guy get out coached. And I would even go to J.K. Scott, our punter that we used a draft pick on. He's got too good of a leg to be having uh, an average year. Uh, he just does. And I don't know, I, I, I'm not going to put that all in the coaching staff, but I think when you have a guy with the talent, the ability that J.K. Scott had coming out of college and that we saw in the preseason, what is changing? I don't know, and I don't understand what it is, and I, I'm going to put that on the feet of Ron Zook. Well, maybe they need to inflate the footballs a little bit for J.K. I don't know. Weather's gotten a little colder, a little you know. Chilly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Liz, I gotta, I gotta ask you uh, too. Uh, Trevor Davis, our return man, is coming off the IR allegedly this week. I believe he mixed in with practice last week, and he is uh, scheduled to potentially make his 2018 regular season debut with the Packers um are you excited so we're bringing another knucklehead back onto the team in the locker room after we've been trying to purge the knucklehead <laughs> from the locker room um no it's fine uh listen we need an upgrade in the return game if he can give us that great mm-hmm. um I notwithstanding Tremont's fumble last week I really don't want to see him back there anyway he's too valuable yeah at this point. and and you know he's he's just not really gonna give us much from that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not totally familiar with Breland's history as a return man, but, you know, I, again, don't really need to see him returning kicks. Right. So, um, good. Bring Trevor Davis back. Mm-hmm. Um, happy. Um, be sure-handed. Don't mm-hmm. screw up. Right. Uh, take care of business. Right. Uh, give us a few positive yards. Um, if if uh, if there's nothing there, or depending on situation, um, fair catch. Don't bring it out. Um, I think at this point, special teams, you got to be very, very, very cautious and and pick your spots mm-hmm. uh, as a return man because uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of of net gains in the return game uh, anymore in in today's NFL. So um, so again, I think Trevor Davis. He's he's been a guy in the past that um, has been a, a pretty productive return guy. Sure. So um, I think that's clearly his place on the team. Um, he can help in some some of the coverages, which mm-hmm. actually have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so yeah, uh, glad to have him back. And and um, um, it's it's about time we have someone that's a true return specialist yeah. back in that role. Yep, welcome back, Trevor Davis. Excited to have you back. Now, that is not the wide receiver edition um, that I think most Packer fans are uh, excited about the possibility of. Um, So, Wags, there's reports coming out today that Jordy Nelson may retire, may be released and retire uh, from the Oakland Raiders. He he, um, left, as all of you know, in the offseason, unceremoniously cut and and uh, signed a two-year contract with the Raiders. Now, as of this recording, he has not been released, but there sure seems to be a lot of smoke uh, around a 1-8 Raiders football team. Wags, I'm going to ask you this very simply. Would Jordy Nelson be a good addition to the 2018? Yes! <laughs> bring him back! Please, bring him back! Uh, yes, absolutely, bring him back. Uh, we have uh, rooms to bring him back. Uh, let's right that wrong. Um, okay, I, I'm going to try to be somewhat rational here. Uh, I. I, I just I think there's really good football reasons to bring him back, and I don't think it starts with assuming that he's going to be the Jordy Nelson that's going to be clearly not your first choice sure. uh, on the offense um, with Devonte Adams. I don't even think he's your second option. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's your third option at best, um, and I mean that's that's with a. a healthy cob between he and Jordy it was almost like a, a 50-50 who was going to be the guy that they were going to keep in the mm-hmm. offseason anyway and, um, so I mean to me it's going to it's Devante and then it's MVS and uh, after that um, you know you could argue that Graham is a, a, a much more valuable um, part of the passing offense uh, and and now you're down to uh, Cobb and Nelson and St. Brown 
Brown um, mm-hmm. are all guys that I think um, c- can contribute. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, so Jordy, don't I don't expect him to come in and be the main guy. I don't even think he strikes me as someone that would expect to be the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's write that wrong. Let's bring Jordy back. Raiders. Uh, Cut him, release him. Jordy, make it happen. We're not tampering at all. That's what I'm telling you. Let's just make it happen. A la James Jones. <laughs> Should we send him a, 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 a flight ticket so we can get him here sooner? What do you oh, we can send him a gift basket with a flight ticket embedded <laughs> in the fruit. I mean, let's do whatever it takes. Let's get that white knight galloping back into Green Bay. Um, you know, I, I, I would be ecstatic mm-hmm. if we were able to somehow bring back Jordy Nelson. Now, do you think that he would be a good addition in the locker room with some of these young guys, too, that we've got? Um, yes. You know, I don't think that those young guys are going to look at Jordy Nelson and say, um, you know, what's he doing here? I think they, they would uh, really, how could they not respect mm-hmm. a guy like Jordy Nelson? He's always been, um, uh, by all accounts, the epitome of, of a great teammate, great locker room guy. Um, mm-hmm. Jordy comes back. He would be fully embraced by all of the veteran players immediately. Young guys will fall into line. They're not the ones that are controlling that locker room anyway. Right, right. Um, so um, I think Jordy would come in, he'd be humble, and he would he would win everyone over immediately. Um, so no concerns about that at all. Right. Um, and, but listen, um, let me get back to an important point here. Um, Jordy, for football reasons, mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense for me. And here's why. Um, he causes matchup problems not because of his great ski speed or skill set anymore, because clearly those have declined. Mm-hmm. But simply by nature of his route running and chemistry with Rodgers, mm-hmm. uh, we are lacking a, a little bit, I think it's fair to say, in our short yardage and our red zone offense at times. And a guy like Jordy can be that, you know, um, that old man Antonio Freeman that just knows how to get open. Yeah. And, and here's what here's the problem he creates in my mind. You have the choice to, if you're a defense, to put one of your, you know, top couple of cover guys on Jordy, mm-hmm. and you probably basically wipe him out sure. at that point because Jordy's – He's not going to be able to beat, you know, uh, uh, the top one or two cover guys on the other team. And I'm not saying they would cover um, their put their top cover guy on Jordy instead of Devontae. Sure. But but generally speaking, that's you have that choice, or you're going to put, you know, a safety or a linebacker mm-hmm. or one of your, you know, dime or nickel um, DBs on Jordy, and and now you might have a real problem if right. you're a defense, um, and you might have a real. Uh, uh, a real disadvantage that you've created if you're the Packers offense because um, Jordy and Aaron uh, mm-hmm. are on a level that with back shoulder throws, uh, he doesn't need to have a lot of room to get open. Right. Um, so uh, for that reason and that reason alone, I, I think that he could make a real difference for the offense. He's not going to stretch the field anymore. He's not going to come in. He wouldn't come in and have a hundred yard receiving games. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably wouldn't even have really any games where he would catch more than three, four balls. Um, but I think he can come in and catch two, three <laughs> balls that are going to make a huge difference in the game week over week, contributing to victory. Bring Jordy back. So I, I hear you, and I think our I think our listeners are going to be cheering along with you during this podcast today. Um, you know what he reminds me of at this stage in his career? It actually reminds me of, uh, I believe it was the year after the Packers Super Bowl where we had uh, Jermichael Finley at tight end and it was Randall Cobb's first year and we we still had Greg Jennings on the roster and we had Jordy Nelson and we had James Jones and we also had an, an older guy who's a Packer great named Donald Driver. And it's a, it's very similar in that stage of their career where they're crafty guys who know how to get open, understand the game, are incredible leaders in the locker room, and would just find a way to get it done when you need them. And I don't expect Jordy Nelson to have 100-yard games. I think we're in complete agreement with that. If we were able to bring him back, though, 
Week 17 against Detroit in Lambeau Field, I wouldn't be surprised if the old man was able to pull down a couple big-time balls and help push us into the playoffs. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completely agree. I, I think the point I was just trying to make is I, I'm not selling Jordy short. I mean, he had a game for the Raiders, uh, I think, mm-hmm. second week of the season where he, he had 175 yards. Yeah. So clearly <laughs> he's capable to an extent. I just don't think he would – we wouldn't be asking that no. from him at this point, and um, nor should – uh, I think our fellow Packer fans expect that. Um, that's not what I'm getting like so jazzed about by mm-hmm. the prospect of bringing Jordy back. Um, I'm not looking for him to be that same Jordy anymore. Um, I, one other quick point, and I, I, this is complete aside, is is it possible that Jordy Nelson might be one of the most universally beloved Packers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at least in the last 25 years uh, and in and the majority of our lifetime as Packer fans, um, is it even possible that his approval rating is higher than Rodgers is at this point? I'm not saying that he's a better player or had a better Packer career, but it's, it's amazing to me. I, I think he is more universally liked than <laughs> I th- than just about any Packer in recent memory. He's really in that Donald Driver category, right? Of yeah. just guys that people love almost universally. And I think part of it is because the ball isn't in their hands every single play. Um, so when they do make that play, uh, you know, they're just, just household names, right? But I, I, I hear you. I think Jordy Nelson is about as beloved as a Packer player could be and um and i surprised myself a little bit when i heard the news earlier today i started going through my head well he doesn't play special teams well how much would we pay him and by the end of the day after hearing more and more and thinking more on the possibility i say let's bring him back let's get jordy back and let's get through this and let's get to the playoffs and exactly i mean um i don't know what it would cost to, i usually when a player gets released you're, you're not really having to pick up much of the salary no at that point but to be honest with you you're looking at six seven games and (laughs) it's fun to sit here and speculate because none of this has actually happened as of right now but um but yeah it's minimal investment um it would be sort of funny in a way because it's not our money Mm -hmm. if the packers had to end up paying them a little bit more than they originally offered them (laughs) (laughs) i mean whatever good for jordy but here's the thing um yeah so um more on this to come um but um i think you know there's just so many solid football reasons team reasons um locker room leadership everything across the board Mm -hmm. if this becomes a reality or a opportunity um i i I just uh i i hope we don't drop the ball and that we that we you know um I, again, I don't want me to sound irrational, but it just seems like it's right there. It seems to be a total no-brainer. So um, so I, I know that you're not quite as on board <laughs> with the idea as I am, but uh, it sounds like you're coming around a little I'm bit. I'm coming around, and I, I'm, 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 hopeful that, um, I'm hopeful that there's some clarity on that because Jordy does seem like an ultimate team guy and has always been a great packer. And it's, it's a damn shame watching him uh, in Oakland this year with, with – um, a lot of ineptitude going on out there. It would be really, really um, just wonderful to see Jordy back one last time in the green and gold. All right. So, Dane, before we wrap up here, um, we've covered um, finally a good Packer win. Yes. Um, you can probably tell from our voices. Finally. Uh, uh, a little stress came off, and, yep. uh, you know, you opened up uh, – um, our pod today talking about how we haven't gotten the chance to talk about a win. Um, in a way, uh, we've been saying it. Maybe we started it at the right time yep. to be able to express <laughs> our frustration. I don't know. But nonetheless, I don't think we could have survived another week if, no. if we wouldn't have gotten a win. So glad to see that happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a short turnaround this week. We've got the Seahawks on Thursday. So really quickly, what do you think are going to be some keys uh, coming into this game? Takeaway, Russell. Wilson, right? I mean, you can say that week in and week out with the NFL, but um, I, I, I watch Packer games. I don't watch a lot of these other teams other than, you know, bits and pieces here and there, but um, Russell Wilson can still beat you with his arm or with his legs. His offensive line isn't um, as good as 
a lot of other teams' offensive lines, and I was going to see as good as it's been, but I don't think he's had a very good offensive line in a in a real long time. We've been getting pressure. We found ways to hit the quarterback uh, a lot of these weeks. So I think that um, he's playing into our hands. I think that we can win this game, but I do think that we need to be aggressive on defense, uh, not sit back and let Wilson pick us apart. Um, he's going to beat us a couple times with his legs. He's going to beat us through the air a little bit. I know that's going to happen, but if we start putting him on his back, I think we have a real good shot of winning. Yeah, and I th- I would say um, to add to that, uh, we need to win the turnover battle. This yeah. is definitely a week um, that we need to uh, force some turnovers um, by the defense. Um, I, you're right. I, I, I definitely think that the Seahawks are going to put up some points. Um, Wilson has always played pretty well he, uh, against the Packers. Uh, he's just a tough matchup. Uh, he's He's been a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, so uh, I, I expect that to continue. Um, they don't have, the Seahawks don't seem to have a ton of, of offensive weapons, mm-hmm. uh, but they're good enough. And, and, and to your point, Wilson is always a threat. Um, so uh, we'll need to, to force some turnovers. And then our offense um, needs to have some consistency yes. this week. I, I, it may sound obvious. Uh, this is not the Legion of Boom that we're going up against. Seahawks have been giving up points this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we need to keep the, the foot to the pedal this week, uh, especially uh, with a short week that tends um, to result in, in lower scoring games. But on the other hand, um, um, I, I would just love to see a, a great uh, Rodgers performance quiet some of his yes. his nutball critics out there yeah, and right. uh, and uh, just let's put up a bunch of points and and get some takeaways and 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 I, I don't know if you have any predictions but but I I, I I actually have a question for you yeah over under 14 touches for Aaron Jones this week Hmm. Um, I'll go over. Okay. I mean, uh, last week was the first time he's had over 14 touches. Yeah, I, I think he's had 15 or more touches, I read, um, three times in his career. Oh, he I has. Believe, okay. I believe that's what I read. Um, you got to get the running game going on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, the legs are going to be a little tired for the defense. Um, you know, you you don't have as, as as many practices to game yes. plan, um, so that usually uh, tends to affect the pass game a little bit more than the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why usually the Thursday night games you don't see uh, big uh, uh, performances from quarterbacks. Um, but um, I, I still would love to see. Like I said, I I think. Um, uh, some some consistency um, in scoring those touchdowns mm-hmm. um, was was huge last week. More touchdowns than field goals, so let's carry yes. that over. Um, clean up a, a couple of things in the short yardage, and um, let's go get a W. I, I'm yep. feeling good. I think this is a week that the Packers uh, come out and, and score some points. I really do. Yes. Um, and let's go get another win, uh, get back above 500, and um, and uh, have a little extra time to, to, to get ready for Minnesota the following Sunday. That's right. Just enough time for Jordy Nelson to just brush up on the playbook, right? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I love it. I love it. So, Dane, anything else that uh, that uh, you want to uh, bring up before we wrap it up today? Uh, not at all. I think that um, we, we've done it again. I'm really excited for uh, for the short week. Uh, we should be posting again uh, probably Friday, I'm guessing. Uh, thank you all for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.